La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille Hey, bonjour rugby friends and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection podcast with moi, Véronique Nadieu, and... And moi, bienvenue, Mike Pierce. And it's good news this week. Six <sighs> Nations will start in less than 48 hours. I know, it's exciting, isn't it? Do you know, I never, ever lose that excitement of the start of the Six Nations. I can't wait for it all to start Saturday. Oh. You mean, so you sleep with your uh, Guinness uh, short, your Guinness <laughs> T-shirt and your... Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's like if you feel like a kid again, that excitement never goes away. I mean, I've been thinking about it the last couple of nights, thinking, you know, what happens if so-and-so wins this game? And then, you know, it's just the start of a wonderful, wonderful time, isn't it? And, you know, a tournament that starts in winter and ends in spring and it's just got everything, hasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's full of surprises. Yeah. Know, like last year, we, there was no way we were expecting Wales to win. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> then they got lucky. And, yeah, yeah so you keep saying cold. lucky. And, you know, of course, France <laughs> lost to Scotland and England. So, you know, they were unlucky, weren't they? And we'll see. This year will be the year of the rooster. You reckon, do you? Yes, yes. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, Six Nations, the first yeah. matches that will take place. Yeah, all kicks off Saturday in Dublin, 2.15, Ireland against Wales, followed at 4.45 by Scotland against England. You know, two cracking matches, aren't they? And then on Sunday, of course, France against Italy at the Stade de France. Yes. So what do you make about the... The Welsh game. It's going to be tough for Wales. You know, they've got 12 players that are injured. All their big names are out. Alan Wynne-Jones, George North, Justin Tipperick, Ken Owens, Talupe Faletau, Johnny Williams, Josh Navidi. It just goes on and on. So, you know, they're down to the bare bones. And you know, the last team you want to be facing is a team in form like Ireland, who on the back of defeating the All Blacks and in Dublin, it's going to be a very, very tough day for Wales but you know as as you rightly say nobody expected it last year so so who knows what will happen but you'd have to fancy Ireland on form certainly and and then of course we come to Scotland and England well what a what a cracking game that's going to be uh, England now pick Marcus Smith at fly half so you know looking for an exciting running game the weather forecast is dreadful in Edinburgh on Saturday it's going to chuck it down with rain And the Scots will fancy their chances, having beaten them at, at Twickenham last year. You bet, you bet. And regarding Les Bleus, I'm pleased to say that uh, players such as Dupont, Cross, by feeling are getting a bit better. So yeah. it might be they're playing in, against Italy. So the players that suffered from... Covid, whereby yeah. Chelonge, Cross, Dupont, Tamac, Barlow, et Leroux, and they are, yeah, they are gradually, you know, becoming more human again. Yeah, so. and, and it's the perfect start for France, isn't it? You know, with no disrespect to Italy, but 
you know, that's the game you'd want to start with, isn't it? Italy at home, a nice warm up for them. And, you know, France probably got a great chance because the fixtures fall really nice for them. They've got Italy at home. The following week, then they face Ireland. They face Scotland away, Wales away, and then finally England at home. So, you know, the draw really will suit them. And uh, yeah, they'll probably never have a better chance to, to to lift the title. And of course, they've been training with the French Foreign Legion down in, in the south of France. So their defence should be pretty good. You bet, you bet. And let's hope they will be winning the Six Nation after 12 years absence. So this yeah. year, a year before the World Cup, you know, will be... Uh, tremendous for them. We will provide um, uh, a massive uh, psychological boost. Yeah, well, but you may be hoping for that. I'm hoping for something a bit different. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's one game, one game at a time. And talking about a player that won uh, four times the, the the fifth nation, you know, including the Grand Slam in 1987. I'm going to carry on my chat with the extremely friendly and successful businessman Monsieur Franck who played for France 56 times and who appeared in three World Cup. Yes, let's hear more about, about his uh, transition okay. from sport to co-creating a, a luxury leisure wear. I hope you will enjoy that, Mike. Mm, sounds La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. I'm really happy that you have said yes for my invitation. You are one rugby legend. Well, thank you. Thank you, Veronica. No, I, I need to know because I like wearing beret. Yeah. And could be cool. Well, that, that, was the, uh, that was the idea of Jean-Baptiste Lafont. Uh, but they, in fact, they didn't do that. They just lost the game. And that it was the first step of a big range of facetes or, or jokes. We, we played also with big shorts for, for the... For the next step, and then for the quarterfinal, we came on the beach with blazers. We didn't play with blazers, but we came on the beach with bow tie, black bow tie. For the semi-final, we came we came with huge shorts and and shoes painted in gold. And all the press was was crazy about this period as well. It was new. It was something more interesting to write about. And and then came the the, the week before the final. And uh, the journalists asked us to do something. So we, we, we kept the secret, the secret, and we didn't tell them that we would maybe try to, 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 do, to do that differently. And, and Eric Blanc had the idea of the bow tie, and he said it, was, it will be a fantastic day, maybe unique. Maybe we won't, we won't come back in the future in, in the Parc des Princes, and it, it will be maybe the, the only game we will do. So, uh, so he said, it's a unique day. Okay, we have to play with the number one. And in fact, it was not possible to play with the smoking, what we call in French, the smoking, mm-hmm. the black tie. So we decided just to keep, to keep the, the, the attribute, the, the, the main accessory of, of this mm-hmm. way of, of racing. 
And we decided to, to use it in, in pink because our mascot was the pink panther at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the four guys before I arrived at the racing, they were already playing with the underpants, pink underpants and pink detail. So it was evident that we had to, to, to paint this uh, bow tie in, in pink. That's it. <laughs> and how did the press react? How did you support her? Was it? Wow, oh, what's going on? You know, it's yeah, yeah, crazy guys. But you know, we we love you. Or it was yeah, it was it, it was funny because we did we did a fantastic uh, match. We lost we lost the game mm-hmm. against Toulon, but we were as much happy as as Toulon players to 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 be in this Parc des Princes. We were not supposed to be there, and uh, because we had some injured player, but at the end, with the way of playing, it was the case, and we were here as. Spending this 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 moment with a huge surprise, mm-hmm. and, and and that's it. And, and the press became crazy. I mean, they they, they began to call us the showbiz. Uh, in fact, the truth the truth is that the, our forwards was also already calling calling us the, the showbiz. They decided to do that, and I must say that we couldn't we couldn't have done all those jokes. Uh, without the benediction of of the the forwards, they were very important in our system. We we, we couldn't have done anything without their permission. Oh, really? <laughs> Because the bags are always always be. I mean, in front of the the, the cameras and, and yes, and, and uh, so and we knew uh, that they were. I mean, they were offering us fantastic balls. And as as soon as we could, we were we were talking about them, say that we we couldn't do that without without them, of course. So yes. it was a good balance. And the, the press, as I told you, the press became crazy at that time. A famous producer called Eddie Barclay. Oh, uh, I remember a, him. Yes, remember mm-hmm. this guy was was a fantastic music producer yes. and very known. He was organizing uh, huge, uh, huge parties in Saint Tropez with yeah. every every people in white, and we we were lucky to to be on one of his uh, show on on TV and uh, mm-hmm. to well, just to talk about the final. And he said, uh, I, w- "I want to do a record with you." Only one of us was was really uh, a good singer, but anyway, <laughs> we, we decided to follow him and to follow his idea, and we did this record. Oh, you did and, a song! Oh, yes, yeah. I recall yeah. that. And we went, we went on different, different shows. I, I remember it was about 40 shows on the prime times at that time. We were, we were the first. In fact, we were the first boy boys band. The first boy rugby band. And how far yeah. did you peak in the chart? That's well. No, it was a joke anyway. It was a joke, and uh, I have and, to find uh, that music. I really have to find it. You know. Yeah. So. There's a, there's a site called in France uh, Bid et Musique, which yeah. means the, the 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 awful music you can find. Yeah. Uh, there's in this site you will maybe find uh, find this this uh, this record. But it was it was it was good fun. It was just a way another way to be together to spend good nights together. And but what we didn't understood at that time that all those journalists and people and the real showbiz they. Were, They, they were talking about the the bow tie and the bow tie and this pink bow tie and the and the bow tie guys and the blah blah blah, and we didn't understand at that time. But they, they were uh, building a real image and a real logo. And, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't know that. Yeah. But it, it was the case. And after after 27 years of studying, meeting people and meeting friends and meeting also the good friends I was I was working with during 80 months in a big company called Euro SCG. 
yes. have us today. Yes. And uh, the boss of this have us uh, company, his name is uh, Jacques Seguelin. All right. And, uh, I yes. I was uh, working uh, for a while just to understand the marketing uh, business. Yes. And I came to one of his guys and to announce him that I wouldn't stay along very long time to in this company because I had the idea to launch uh, a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been champagne, it could could have been wine, mm-hmm. but we thought that uh, maybe as a rugby players we could try to launch something. Mm-hmm. And and he said, "What is your idea?" I said, "But well, you've got the idea. It's on your table. It's it's this bow tie." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he took the bow tie he put the bow tie in his pocket and said but, but tell me about your company I told you it's this bow tie no that's not sufficient what is your positioning yes. what is your marketing yes. uh, do you want to make uh, do you want to make quality quality product what do, what do you want to do with this so I went back in my office I didn't have any office yet but I went back to work with Eric Blanc uh, which will would be my associate mm-hmm. and, and we worked for, for one month and we came back to see this guy and say, okay, here we are. This is the positioning. We're, go- we will- we're going to make quality products. The logo will be, of course, and uh, we will we will put some pressure on, on our presence because we're still alive and it could be interesting to... Uh, we were still rugby players, so that would be very helpful to launch the brand and blah, 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 blah. And at the end, the guy took the bolt and said, okay, now you can go. You've got, you've got a real idea. Yes. Which, which, is, which is not only a logo, but also a real story to tell. Definitely brilliant. And I remember in your team as well, you also had the Australian Brett Cosper, who was yeah. the, uh, he was working for Euro SRG. I mean, he did, he worked on different agencies. And I remember seeing that picture of you. I mean, four or five, you know, in the Champs Elysees, you know, on, in yes. that car, you know, that iconic picture. Yeah. Was it a pitch? Yeah. That, this, this, where did this idea come from? Was it all together? Or you say, hey, we should do that to, to push yeah, our was, brand the there? The idea was, was just to, to, to be together. And Brett Gosper was, Brett Gosper was as, as you just say, uh, an Australian player. Very, very, very good player. And he was not exactly belonging to the showbiz. And himself, he was calling himself the anti-showbiz. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah, know that. Well, but in fact, he was spending the time with us all, all, all the time. And he was a, a very good looking guy. And he was, the, the, is it correct to say the Sozi? How would you say it's Sozi? He was lookalike of. Yeah, he was, he was a, a famous Canadian singer. Really very, very. Tell me, um, tell me. I'm curious because I know Brett uh, from you, you know, Brett. And so he yeah. was looking at this Australian uh, singer. And with him, we went many times on the different nightclub in Paris with a big <laughs> raincoat. And he said, say, this is rock voisin. Rock, this is rock voisin. Oh, really yes, I remember. Yeah. Rock voisin. Yes. Oh, that's my youth you are talking about. He, he, did, he had a number one chart. I can't remember what it was. 1989, something like that. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett, Brett, as you know, is an Australian with huge teeth, white teeth. And he was really looking this Canadian guy. And with him, under a raincoat, we went in, in, in the nightclubs <laughs> directly many times. Say, this is rock buzzing. Oh, brilliant. And I suppose he used to go to a club, nightclub, because he was still, again, you no know, pre. It was a matter day. So I suppose he used yeah. to, to go to a nightclub maybe once a week. Did you go to Les Bains? In which David Gaeta yeah, yeah, yeah. was um, 
playing and honestly honestly in the at the beginning it was not easy to go on the on those plays when we became when we became uh, a champion yeah. we 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 understood how to be friend with the guy at the door yeah. and how we could we could go directly but it was not easy in paris to to then came the the famous uh, the famous time where where it was a little more easy and and also be, maybe because we won again the final this time in in 1990 and then at that time we we became very very little stars in paris but for for one year because uh, you know i can tell you when you, when you are uh, French rugby champion in Paris. I mean, you are nothing. Uh, there's, there's the theater, cinema, uh, many other occasions to have real stars, and rugby was not at that time. But did you? Didn't you? One of your teammates offer a bow tie to François Mitterrand to one of the final. You know, and the president took the bow tie and he very, very with a lot of tact, and uh, he took the bow tie and he put the bow tie in his pocket very quickly. But, uh, <laughs> But anyway, Jean-Baptiste gave him uh, the bow tie during the during the presentation. You know. And tell me about and, that uh, famous scene when you, instead of having some espresso or uh, uh, vitamin drinks, you had you had you drank champagne in the halftime from a from flute. That's that's true. That was that was during the the second final in 1990, and at the uh, at the halftime, one. Uh, player who stopped to play uh, one year ago came like a French barman and he, he came at the halftime and the, the the score of the game was very tight. I remember it was 6-6 six, six, six or, or something like that. And so when the, the guys from Agen, which was the team we were playing against, saw us drinking champagne at the halftime, I mean, they had a kind of uh, big hole <laughs> in their mind Say what those guys are doing at the halftime. It's six to six, and they are drinking champagne. What does it mean? But it was another. It was an, another way uh, against to to try to to break the tradition. Mm -hmm. To honestly, I I I drink the champagne even if I don't like too much alcohol. Uh, I mean, or champagne. But I drink that, and you never know. Maybe it gave it gave us something more, a little touch of something who, who help us to. It, player I, I've ever met and he, he was a star a, a real a fantastic legend player and it was not easy to face him and, and my job was to try to to keep in control and yeah. it's the only real souvenir I have from this uh, from this final because it was not I mean the running game it was not mm -hmm. uh, the first one was was more uh, more interesting in terms of uh, I was rediscovering something new mm -hmm. the second final Honestly, I think forwards offered us the, 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 the final. They did a, a fantastic game. All right. A very and hard game. Yeah. Brilliant. And what's the best memory for your time in Racing, Racing Metro? No, actually, it was called at that stage Racing Club de France. Well, the first, I will maybe surprise you, but the, the first, the best souvenir wasn't a game absolutely not important but it was for me the first game i've ever played with them we were coming back from south from vacation it was uh, august 
1985. Mm -hmm. And I had to play the first game against, I wouldn't say a poor team, but not very known team, Saint-Geneviève-des-Bois in the suburb of Paris. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it was my first game with the racing club. And when mm -hmm. I came on the pitch, Jean-Baptiste and, and Philippe, they, they saw me, they didn't see my number, and they just saw me and they said, the forwards, it's there. I was a little strong and a little, <laughs> little round. And when they saw me for the first time, they said, no, no, your position is there. You, you might be the new, the new hooker. <laughs> Oh dear, dear! Is it because you were maybe reaching about 95 kilo at that stage? Yeah, I, I was a little heavy for my, my position at that time, but that was my first my first contact with with, with them, and I, be, I I understood that those guys were really crazy. But it, in fact, I had a lot of fun, and I was my obsession also was to to make this game a night nightmare for for the number of time in, in the in the team facing me. And, and then I was lucky to, to be able to be accepted in this team. And uh, I took the number 10 and, and, and this number 10 stayed on my back for, for 10 years. Brilliant. brilliant. This, this is my best opinion. Yeah. Let's talk about Les Bleus. You played yes. 56 times for Les Bleus. And you scored yeah. 41 points, if my research is properly. Yes. You scored eight Which... tries as well. So yeah, uh, tell me about your time. Tell me about your time there because your, your coach was Le Petit Caporal. Is that correct? Jacques Fourou? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy was an amazing personality. He was, he was just a kind of magician. And at that time, you, you're right to say that we were amateur. And that means also that we were all working or studying all the, all the weeks. And, and each time we had meeting with him, he had to, to make a team with 15 very different guys coming from different places of, of, of France. The official meeting was the Wednesday at the airport, place where we were supposed to come from different, different provinces. But in fact, the meet, the, that, that was the official meeting. But in fact, we were together since the night before and we were spending the night of Of all together in huge restaurants in Paris, like Le Crillon, like uh, Le Carré des Feuillants, like, uh, and, and the coach uh, was mm -hmm. organizing those, those dinner. And in fact, the, the team was done during those dinner. Oh, and wow. Because we had to make something, uh, we had to make the re a real team spirit. And so yes. Jacques was using that. And again, we were amateur. And at that time, You can consider that 50% of the preparation was, was affective, was, was the team spirit, you know, more than physic, physical preparation mm -hmm. or, or tactical preparation. I mean, it was very important to be a team and, and that was the way Jacques was preparing the game. I mean, we were very, well, very happy about the, about this situation because mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was a, a good approach, but he was, he was a magician and with him, we went uh, with a French team. Uh, until the, the final of the first Rugby World Cup in Oakland. And, yes. Uh, and I think, to think, to think back, Jacques maybe made one mistake in his life, was after the semi-final we won against Australia. He said, okay, I did my job. This is your game now. You are in the final. You can win this final. I'll let you, let you go by, by yourself. I'm not going to prepare you before the game. In It was 1987. The very first one, right, okay. Yeah, the very first one. Mm -hmm. And I think we needed Jack, and he, he, he decided to, to let us go by, by ourselves and mm -hmm. to prepare the game alone mm -hmm. without him. And it's maybe, it's maybe the only little mistake he did in his life, 
But he, he did that really in the respect of, of his player. Mm-hmm. But for us, I mean, I think we we, we need him. We need him. Mm-hmm. We would have appreciate his his presence this yeah. day, this special, this unique day. But, but having said that, on the Fifth Nation, he was a magician. You were all magicians as well, his apprentice, because you won five Fifth Nation. And the first yeah, I mean, one we, you played... we made one one grand slam together. Right? Yes. It was uh, the the fantastic uh, Philippe Sala and uh, and Blanco's generation with Pierre Berbizier as well. All the forwards, Eric Champ, on darts, and we were facing the English team with a prop with Jeff Probin with Rob Rob Andrew. Yes, Rob Andrew, Will, uh, Jeremy Guscott, the, yes. the two yes. wingers, the two wingers, the two flying wingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory and Tony Underwood. No, no, it was it was a, a fantastic and time. And, and yeah, and do was, you remember? It was nice also. Yeah, I beg, I beg your pardon. Do you remember that 1991 quarterfinal against Les Anglais? No, not at all. I don't remember anything. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no, I don't. It's maybe you. You ask me very nicely what was my best souvenir, but my worst souvenir was this one. It was we indeed. Were, we were. It was, and Brian Moore, you know, loves, um, he, he ravishes, you know, he, he, he says, he did say, you know, there was something when it happened on the field, you know, they were ready for the war, and himself, you know, he was like, what do you call it? He was, he, yeah, he was ready, he was ready, his, his pupils were dilated, yeah, it was, it was war. And, well, uh, tactically, tactically, we, we, we lose this game and, and we were not very proud about about this uh, this loss, but uh, but they did it very well, and of course of course Brian was was very important in in the forwards. He was he was talking a lot even during the game, and then then our players you know, they became crazy, and he knew how to manage the the Latin people very well, and and then and then Will and his guys have put a lot of pressure of, on on Serge Blanco and mm-hmm. and with a very big uh, up and under and and, uh, and that's it and we won this quarterfinal and it was during a, a World Cup happening in France so uh, so it was a shame for us and we were really small uh, on, our sho- on our shoes after mm-hmm. this game we're so very happy yeah but let's forget so you participated in the first World Cup 1987 in which France lost the final 1991 you no, no. 1991 was this famous uh, quarterfinal uh, last, and then uh, 1995 in yes. South Africa, yes. which, uh, which was a huge souvenir as well. And yes. I met an important thing was that in uh, 1989, I met all the guys I was fighting against. I mean, the Scottish, the English, the, the Welsh, and the Irish. I met them during a tour, a famous tour in South Africa, where we. We've played two games in the at Ellis Park and the Newlands, Johannesburg and Cape Town, and it, it was extremely agreeable. It was nice to to meet all the guys I was playing against during during the the, the Five Nations. And yes. that time I was with them, and we had to make a team together to play against Nasbota's team, mm-hmm. and, and we spent. Um, about one month in South Africa. It was a dream. It was. It was. Yes. Well, it was. And and then and then again, the, I met the English team for the third place in the my last World Cup in 1995. 
in South Africa as well. Mm -hmm. The famous, the famous World Cup where uh, Francois Pinard and, and Mandela appeared on TV at the, at the end of the final. Yes. And uh, it was my, I decided to, to have this, this game uh, against the English as my last uh, game. And I was lucky to, 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 to win this poor game. It's, it's the, the, th the, the game for the third place. It's the worst one with Emile and Damac, the, the father of, of Romain, yes. playing today with the French team. But anyway, I thought that to stop my career with a victory against English could, 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 could be a good, a good choice. And nice then I one. decided to, to stop that. I have to ask that question because I had Abdel Benazi on my podcast as well. And I read his book. And, you yeah. know, that try, was it a try? Wasn't a try? In his opinion, it was a try, you know. So, but then people said, but look what happened to South Africa when they won, you know, the, the World Cup. You know, it was so much a celebration of two of the, the end of the appetite as well. And so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are, you are saying that, that South Africa. Had to had to win this 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 World Cup. So, and in in any way, I would say, if, I don't know if you remember, but if you speak with the All Blacks, they they will tell you that before the final, they were all sick, and not because of of the mental preparation. It might be true that their 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 breakfast was a little a little special. Got you. And uh, that's maybe the reason why they were maybe. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were sick before the where they were training before the final. So right. it means that anyway, everything was done to, to, to have a, a South African victory, but more, more than any jokes or, or it was so important for, 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 for this country to, to, well, to be, to be known and, and, and famous for, for maybe one month, but everything was done. Everything was extremely complicated you know, at that time. I don't know if, if you, if you heard about that, but if you, if you had, have this souvenir, Five, mi five minutes before the game, a huge seven 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 four seven Boeing yes. came. On. Yeah, and Mandela was not didn't know that. That was that was that has been organized. Well, this is what I read. Okay, this was organized by the Afrikaners, and even Mandela did he didn't know that this plane would would, would come two two times over the over the, the the field and with a big uh, good luck. Box uh, on, on the on the face. So the, the situation was extremely complicated. At the end, everybody talk about about the South Africa, and that was the, the that was the target. That was the idea. Mm -hmm. so, yes, now I, I remember that you. plane. So I wonder whether just a few ideas. Yeah, maybe we could do the same for twenty twenty three. You know, <laughs> a, a plane flying really low, or maybe not a plane. Oh, I, can, I, I can I can tell you already that in France, yeah, with the rules, yeah, uh, it is something uh, totally impossible. Yeah, and it was fantastic that on those uh, new country like South Africa, Australia, or New Zealand, you 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 can be able to do the, the that kind of of uh, folly of of crazy things and it, it was crazy because of uh, a 747 of, over the Johannesburg yes. and that was very very risky so yes impossible in France. I heard it was very very low as well in other days yeah yeah, yeah. And, but but this is this this is what we like. This is it was it was exceptional. It was this World Cup was exceptional in, in different different way. This one is a symbol but a lot of lot of symbol and, and the, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask yeah, you in terms of your, uh, when you were playing for France, who was the most dangerous English 
adversary? Who did you fear? The block, I would say. Or I, I say, I would say the, all the team together. Will Will Carling was a good player. Jeremy Scott won. Rob Andrew was also. But to, together, they were they were very. They have a very good uh, team spirit. I, it's it's quite difficult to 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 take one of those players out of the group. With they, they had all qualities, but at that time we didn't have any any uh, Jason Robinson or, or John Alomu or or. I mean, the, the the global level was was quite equal, balanced. The, you spoke about about Brian Moore. I think in the forwards, that type of personality was was crucial in the way to approach those game against uh, against France. And each games between England and France is is, is funny, is very funny because uh, we everybody is trying to to play with its roots. With its education and and it's it's always a, a fantastic moment to. I, I remember that at the, at the end I was I was calling sometimes Rob Andrew and we were talking before games so just to to to. And this guy, I, I really appreciate this guy. He he came to France after after his career to play uh, to play in the in. in was it Toulouse? I don't know. But he yes, played, he played. yeah, I need to speak with him. I need to make sure that he comes to my podcast soon. And <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, and of course, you know, every time France meets England, it's we call it le crunch because there's so much passion from us both sides. I think we got the Latin passion, le French flair. And obviously, you know, you were very lucky. You work in a really, really time when you know you won the fifth nation you did well in the world cup Dan, well, i mean they use already to, they, they, i think they became already champion a world champion with the uh, under eight under 90s or under 20s yes so they, they have already this this fantastic experience and mm -hmm. when they are playing when i see romain damak i see a little uh, a little carter a little dan carter he's uh, very quiet he doesn't show his emotion <laughs> Let's focus about, you know, Mike, because it's called French Rugby Connections. Yeah. Let's focus on Les Bleus. Okay. Well, as you rightly say, they haven't won the tournament since 2010, which is, you know, a very, very long time, isn't it? But you have to say, you know, after France's form in the autumn, beating the All Blacks, you know, they've certainly moved on from, from last year. They've got more strength in depth. They had a tour to Australia last summer where they blooded a lot of young players so you know I think the strength and depth has never been better for France it'll be interesting the team is being picked on Friday and I see that Monsieur Vrimi Vakatawa has been sent back to play for his club which is a bit of a shock because I I imagined he would be in the starting lineup but so it looks you know the way that things are going is that the centre partnership will be Gail Ficou and uh, Jonathan Dante. So, is, is there some, is there somebody speaking behind you? No, it's coming from your end. I think. No, there's nobody. Uh, I'm on my no, own. There's nobody. There's nobody here. Well, must must be a ghost. Oh, how weird! <laughs> Was the ghost speaking in French or English? French, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Is any thing? I thought it was one of your mates. I don't know. 
So um, l- let's go back. Uh, let's go back to 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 Six Nation. What else can you say about the the the, the strength of the, the, the of the blue? Well, you know, you look at the, the fly half berth now. They've got a three or four players they can play in there. Should uh, should the need arise? And Tamak has obviously got pole position, but Jalibert is, is pushing him very closely. Anton Dupont, as you say. You know, world class, number one player in the world. But behind him, you've got Luku and, you know, Batty Saran is waiting in the wings. So so there's cover in every position. You've got, you know, the wings of Damien Peno, who's in great form, Gabian Villiers of uh, Toulon. And so you look at the centres, Fiku, Dante, you've got Vakatawa. And, you know, you know the strength in depth is, is just incredible. <laughs> They've got a... Gregory Aldrit at number eight, another world-class player. You know, it's just uh, it's just absolutely astounding the quality they've got there. Yeah, and yeah, you, you know, it all starts on Sunday for them. I mean, I can't see how on earth they would lose to Italy. Ireland, on the other hand, a week. Well, actually, it's six days later because they play a week on Saturday. Ireland is going to be a tough one for them, and, and maybe that will be the the defining game of the championship. But there again, they visit Scotland. They lost to Scotland two years ago. They've never been very happy at Murrayfield. And then Wales away on a Friday night. You know, you'd probably fancy France to win that one with Wales with their sort of injuries and uh, and rebuilding process. And, you know, finally, you couldn't wish for a greater climax, could you? England at home. Last day of the championship, you know, maybe with a grand slam at stake. Can you imagine Paris is going to be rocking, isn't it? Definitely. And we will be there. The top 14. We got through just briefly for for the listeners um, last weekend's results. Bordeaux beat Castra 23-10. Breve, they beat Biarritz 33-10. They uh, had to win that game, Breve. They were in quite in a shaky, shaky positions. Mm. Poe, they beat Clermont 28-10. That's yeah. amazing to see Poe beating Clermont. That's, uh, I would have thought the other way around. So well yeah, done to Claremont are a bit hit and miss at the moment. They don't seem to be able to get any consistency. Stade Francais, the narrow win at home over Toulon, 26-24. Right. Uh, La Rochelle lost at home to Montpellier, 29-23. Yes, and regarding their loss, you know, I think that's the third time they have been losing in a, in Stade Chabon-Delmas. So. yeah. Yeah. Ronan, Ronan O'Gara was extremely disappointed during the press conference. Whereas for Montpellier, Montpellier, they must be drinking some magical water there because they keep going up and up and up and they are ranking number three now in the top 14. So, uh, well, they're second actually now. I beg your pardon, second. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, Jean- uh, Philippe Saint-André must be a very, very happy man. Yeah, I think after having a miserable season last season, they seem to have, you know, really hit the ground running this year. Of course, another team that lost, surprisingly, was Toulouse. They lost at home to Racing, 20 points to 15. And Lyon, they won at uh, Pepignon, 28-23. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, unusually, with the internationals on, there is actually a full programme of top 14 matches this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pepignon, they're at home to Toulouse. That's 12th against 4th. Third place, Lyon. They're at home to 10th place, Stade Francais. Montpellier, who we mentioned in second place, they're at home to Po, who are ninth. Um, eighth place, Racing, they're at home to 11th place, Breve. And uh, second from bottom, I wouldn't think we'd be saying that about Toulon, but they are second from bottom. They're at home to fifth place, uh, Castra. And then on Sunday, bottom of the table, Bordeaux, at home to sixth place, La Rochelle. And Clermont at home to top 14 leaders, Bordeaux. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, one thing I wanted to say also is uh, Toulouse. Toulouse is not performing as well as they did at the beginning of the tournament. Bear in mind, you know, they are losing. They don't have the the international. So I think it's it's they're going through um, a, a difficult phase right now. Well, they did last weekend. They had Dupont and and Tamak playing. So. Yeah, surprising. But I think they were fresh, still fresh from the COVID between bracket, if you know what I mean. You know, so maybe they were not they were not one hundred percent yet. Maybe only eighty percent. News. I think you can tell by my silence. I have no news. It's been manic this week with. Uh, Six Nations team announcements and et cetera, et cetera. So all the news is Six Nations news. All the teams are out apart from France and Italy, which uh, which will be released tomorrow. So it's all systems go. Well, I've got some news for our French listeners. Since Harry you know, decided to take the, no, I won't say the French leave, but decided to take the American leave and, Immigrate down in Malibu. The Kate Middleton, Duchess of Cambridge, is now is now the what's the word I'm looking for? Patron. Yeah, she's not patron. Yeah, she's patron of rugby. Exactly. Yeah, of the of the rugby football union is what you mean, isn't it? Exactly. It's very positive to have a woman, you know, in that, yeah, in that, oh, in that position. And uh, to be honest with you, when Harry left, and I was thinking that maybe Mike Tindall might uh, inherit that position. What position? The uh, the patron, patron of, um, of the rugby. Yeah, well, he's not royalty, is he? Although he's married to royalty, he's not actually royal. No, no, no. I, I thought he behaves like a royal. And, oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it'd be interesting because um, her husband, the uh, Duke of Cambridge, is president of the or patron of the Welsh Rugby Union. So that'll be an interesting household in March. Exactly. So will it be okay? So, uh, yeah, they'll have to watch uh, TV in two different places. But I suppose that. Uh, Catherine Middleton, you know, will be <laughs> will be probably there. At yeah, they, they'll both be there at Twickenham, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, in Paris because the last match is taking place in Paris between France versus versus England. Yes. So yeah, that could make for okay. interesting. 
And I have some news as well to tell you. You know, have you noticed there are loads of meals and taking place with former players? And have you been invited to a few lately? A few what? Sorry, meals. Meals, you know, in which no, you know, no, no, not only at McDonald's. No, only McDonald's with your with your with Stephen Jones and. Uh, yeah, and we press. We can't afford meals. You know, we're poorly paid. <laughs> no, I said. I said to uh, one of my contacts that I will uh, mention is is meal. Oh, you've got all the details then. Okay. Okay. So apparently, on Friday, the eleventh of March, there will be a dinner with legend or former legend. And you probably know the name, Julian White. Oh, yes. And Jordan Morphy. Okay. It's taking place at Twickenham. Okay. Yes. Get in touch with me if you like to attend this dinner. Maybe uh, we might get invited too as well, Mike, because we are doing some publicity for... Yeah, you never know. I'm always <laughs> up for a free meal, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> French lesson. Okay. How do you say tournament? Tournoi. Yes. Is it la or le? Le. Yeah, you got it. You're getting uh, better. Fluent. <laughs> absolutely fluent. Completely getting there, getting there. So. <laughs> So, rugby friend, I hope you enjoyed our preview of the Six Nation. Yeah, we'll be back next week with I'll Be Crying after Wales have lost to Ireland. Veronique will be even more boisterous than usual because France have beaten Italy. And we'll look back and look forward to the second round of matches. And I hope that you enjoyed my, my chat again with... Frank Minel, and they have, I will have another another former rugby player on our next week uh, next week podcast. So, la pendule fait tic tac tic tic. Les oiseaux du lac pic tac pic pic. Glou 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 font tous les dindons et la jolie cloche ding ding dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum et c'est l'amour. Se veio